Hey everybody, Joe here. I'm on vacation as you're listening to this. Todd was uh, nice enough to uh, put something together so we have a new episode this Wednesday as you're listening to this. And I'm also putting it out on the Patreon early. Uh, just to kind of as a little tease for everyone who's a Patreon. Probably going to put it out under the dollar and the $5 tier as we're discussing this. Uh, so this is actually something that Todd and I were going to discuss in the main show this week. Uh, Todd was kind of scrambling to try to figure out what he could do before I left, and he ended up sitting down with Matt, uh, from the comic book shop, uh, that we both go to every week, Comics on the Green, to discuss the current resurgence of the speculator market. And, uh, they both have some really cool stories, and Matt as well, again, he's not the one who runs the store, but he's kind of like the face of the store, front and center, uh, doing a lot of the orders, assisting Dave, who runs the store. So he's got a lot of really interesting stories of how they've seen the speculator market kind of come and go over the last several months and years, and some really unique stories, kind of a different look into the way that comic books are sold to you, the consumer, and hopefully you guys enjoy this. Uh, they mention it during the course of the show, of course, but be sure to check out Comics on the Green, uh, their Facebook page. I know Dave is very much in tune to stuff that's going on over there, constantly posting stuff up. He's pretty active on social media. He's got some weird hours. And follow Matt on Twitter as well, because Matt's uh, kind of got a dry wit to him that comes across on his Twitter. It's Mang, M-A-N-G, like kind of how Razor Ramon says, man, Matt. And just uh, give him a follow. And if you do, tell him you followed him because you heard me mention him on the show. And I uh, hope everyone's having a good summer. And uh, thanks for bearing with us while we're trying to do something a little bit different while I'm away on vacation. Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. everyone and welcome to episode 461 of Longbox Heroes. I've gotten rid of Joe. I went to the Latvian school of uh, power transition or he's on vacation. I, I, I can't tell you. But this week we've decided to do a little something different and we have a guest on the show this week. An old friend of mine who works at the comic shop we always talk about on the show, Comics on the Green, which we go to, Matt. How are we doing today, Matt? Good, Todd. How are you doing? A little something different. That was actually, that's what it says under my yearbook picture, under my description. A little something different. Well, and then there you go. See, I knew, what, you were in high school only last week. You look so young. Well, so. you know. But, uh, so you're the, you, you work at Comics on the Green. How, I do. How, how long have you been there? I have been there, oh, good part of 23 years. 23 years. 23 years. So that's probably how long I know you. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much met me yeah, when I started working there. Yeah, you were just a little lowly intern, and now you're Mr. Manager. Yes. <laughs> I always say yes. Mr. Manager. But uh, when you, when you, were you, you were a fan of comics before you got in, right? Yeah, yeah I, I was shopping at Comics on the Green before I was working at Comics on the Green um, for not terribly long, probably three, four years. I think what they opened, shop opened in 92, and I started working there in 96, so... Yeah, there you go. Um, X Men. I know you're a big X Men fan. You have a what? Let me see if I can remember. You're missing issue one and thirteen or fourteen. I don't know which one it is. 
Nope. Um, um, well, at one point, that might have all been correct. I have a coverless number one. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And then the next issue that I don't have, um, I don't have any, there's nothing un- unobtainable that I don't have at this point. Oh, okay. I think the next earliest one I don't have now is number 49, Oof. I think, which is just random. Yeah. You know, it's just guess. like, it's. Uh, I'll just grab it when I grab it. eBay, whatever. Um, I think I'm down to like seven or eight issues that are not the reprint issues. Hmm. Reprint issues I'm missing a, a good chunk of, but they're, they go for like 30, 40 bucks hmm. a piece and they're reprint yeah. issues. Yeah. Maybe for your I have some of them, but yeah. But uh, so basically, this episode is going to be about uh, the speculator market that has come up. We've discussed it, me and Joe have discussed it in the shop many times, and I wanted to get someone who works in a, in a comic shop's point of view. So, since you have been around since '96, you were around that original glut in comics. Obviously, you know, you were a little younger, but. Right, yeah, so I guess I was baptized by fire at that point because <laughs> I'm starting to work at a shop and, and Marvel's filing bankruptcy and uh, i forget what that, that was 97 98 i think by that point that they were filing bankruptcy but and you remember all those like wonderful variant covers that they would do the the, the, the chromium the rub the blood the, the die cut all the did, did you have a favorite back in the day oh boy um i like the one with was was it a um a Malibu that had the bullet hole through it. Through it. Oh, I, knew, it, I think I know the guy hole. who drew that. Yeah, some, some, <laughs> some, some hack worked on that. Some hack. Uh, Tom Durenick. Uh, but uh, so now, since you've worked back there since then, had, I believe that we'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but that speculation has come back. But there's always, since between now and then, there's always been like up and down. Uh, like speculating, there's been hot books at least, right? Like, of, course, yeah. of course, of course. But has there been like ra- uh, rash outbreaks of speculation in between? Like, have, have you go like you can have like three or four like runs of it in between now and the nineties? Yeah, I mean, there's been a, a great increase, definitely in the past few years, um, as comics. Well, since the, the movies have become popular, and of course, the TV shows, and just just comics are invading everything, but. They're um, they're getting more into the general populace, so more people are realizing, oh, hey, these things could be worth money. Mm-hmm. So more people are, are getting in on it and trying to. I'll use I'll use air quotes that can't be seen on podcasts. <laughs> are trying to invest uh, in, in in comics, I think, and um, but also trying to get you know get in on them when they're cheap. And uh, we've you know seen people successful in that, people not successful in that. More of the latter, uh, more people. We've had some people come in who just obviously have no idea what they're doing. They just start ordering, give me 10 copies of this, 15 copies of that, just random, random books. And we don't ask because they're, you know, paying ahead most of the time. Um, but, you know, they're just ordering tons and tons of books. And, and some people are sending all of them out to get graded uh, and don't understand how you're ever going to re- see a return on, on right. a lot of stuff like that. You know, some people play a little more smart, but because because I remember as I'm talking, I was trying to see how much there was of like speculation. Like we're back in a in a bit of a glut of it again. Because I remember when New Fifty Two started, there was a lot of it. There was a lot of it there that I remember. Like I various people getting everything CGC'd, and and you're like, I, I'm with you. I don't understand how you're you're, you're going to make your, mo- your your money back because maybe if you get one out of 20, one out of 50, you get right. One out of 50 is still a lot. Exactly. You're you're, you're, lucky, yeah. You're not getting your your money back on that. So, like I said, I guess, you know, there's been a little bit of it, but now it's it's more prevalent. Do you remember, like, where you would 
what book you would say like this is where it started recently? Was it Batman Dam? Was it before that? Was oh, it way before Batman Dam? Way before I mean, Batman Dam? Even with with the Avengers movies, um, you know, people are started scrambling for like not that it wasn't a, a more expensive book to start, but like Iron Man fifty five when one right when you know Thanos first made his first cameo. I guess that was the first Avengers movie at the end of that. Um, you know, people start scrambling for Iron Man fifty five. You know, I I more give it towards towards the Marvel movies um, for for sparking the real resurgence in, in modern speculation. How much would you say is Walking Dead? Maybe too. Oh, Walking Dead, totally. Yeah, people um, got in on that, but yeah, I guess that that's sort of around the same time. I'm trying to think when that show actually started. What are they on season nine right now? Yes. Yeah. So though 2010, 2009, 2010, that show started. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it was probably right around the same time. Yeah, Walking Dead uh, did become a obviously a crazy, crazy book. Early issues going nuts. Um, so yeah, they they were. I would say they they were contemporaries in the modern speculation market. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now, I, like, does, is there any rhyme or reason to what will kick off a book? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like with San Diego just this past week and uh, lots of other stuff. Just they announced like a Black Widow movie was going to have the first appearance of this, and I think they even announced that a little bit earlier. Those kickoff things, but like, didn't we just recently have like Wolverine's daughter was a big like, and maybe she's Wolverine's daughter in a Marvel Comics Presents Six. Right, Marvel Comics Presents Six, and then more recently even than that was last week was Captain Marvel number eight, and you know people just get one little sniff of a new character and somebody decides like yeah that's 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 a book that should be hot and people start scrambling for it like this captain marvel character um so my name's star you know and, and i haven't read the book myself but glanced through it um and from what i gather too it might even turn out that she's a villain it might even be gone maybe she'll be even dead <laughs> in an issue or two you know but people just hear like sometimes oh there's a new character and everybody wants it all of a sudden um, you know, somebody, Wolverine's daughter, that's another one too. I, I was, that's a little suspect just because, well, you already have X-23 out there and it seems like they're doing something a little more, uh, a little redundant at this point. So I was surprised, you know, waiting to see if that, that actually has legitimacy too, that, that she's really going to turn out to be that or it's going to be turned out to be, you know, maybe a red herring or something. Um, but the writer said, oh, it's definitely, you know, the, the daughter. How could they go back on something like that? Comics have never lied to us in the past. Do you remember when Batman got married? No, I don't. Is it ever, well, to, <laughs> and had the Huntress for a daughter? Yeah. Um, actually, my, one of my favorite examples of, of, of what you just said, though, is uh, Grant Morrison was doing his X-Men run. And uh, he did an interview in Wizard Magazine, if you guys, anybody remembers Wizard Magazine. <laughs> we talk about um, Wizard Magazine every once in a while. Um and Grant Morrison noted how he thought uh, Magneto was the most overused X-Men villain and he wouldn't be going there and blah, blah, blah. And if anybody's read spoiler alert for Grant Morrison's <laughs> new X-Men run, um, you know, he introduces at some point a character named Zorn. And, uh, oh, and it turned out, it turns out Zorn was Magneto this whole time. And I don't know, it got a little confusing as, you know, Grant Morrison books yeah. sometimes do. But it, it's so confusing that as soon as that run was over, and I think it was Chuck Dixon in the next couple issues. Um, they immediately tried to, like, undo it and make Zorn, like, an actual character that was not Magneto. Besides, and there's there's all of a sudden a brother and, like, it... it like Magneto was a person in Zorn or something. Right, yeah. I, I don't even know. That's, yeah. 
that sometimes you need to un, uh, personally sometimes you need to undo Grant Morrison. That's you all I've got. Unmorrison it. Exactly, exactly. Um, but like, like I said, I was just discussing the Batman thing. Like, and to me, that's one of the biggest of the past couple yeah, of definitely years. Definitely Batman damned, absolutely. And I think that's the one that I thought was going to break the camel's back because that was the big lie. That was the Batman's getting married. Have the Batman, you know, oh, Batman getting married, not yeah, Batman damned. Batman damned. That okay. to me, that was the big one that I, I honestly thought might have ended it, but it didn't because everybody seemed to get fooled on that one. And I even heard that like retailers, I don't know about your store, got overordered. And then when the news came out that early, because you know everything gets spoiled in this new day and age of the internet media and news, that oh, it didn't happen. They didn't get married. Spoiler alert, everybody for Batman Fifty. Uh, it, it, it didn't happen. And then, like, retailers were up in arms because they had ordered heavily, speculating, and people had ordered. Not, not just ordered books heavily. They not only got their own, you know, custom covers made. Um, there's shops out there who, who've got cosplayers to dress up as Batman and Catwoman in, like, wedding, in a wedding gown and got wedding cakes and invested all sorts of money because everyone was trying to make this a big, great event. And then you find out, oh, it's not actually happening. And there was a huge, huge think about it. Um, so DC made uh, everything returnable. Um, not just that, if you could send them receipts <laughs> for any extra money that you spent. Like at our shop, we just had, I think we had um, cookies made, cookies, cupcakes, something. You know, we had something right. that, that we had uh, some local customers who are, were actually really good at making stuff like that. Um, we uh, we paid them to make some stuff for us, and um, they did. And, and uh, so we, we were able to send DC a receipt that was dated before whatever right. the release date was of the book. They were uh, compensating retailers for any money that they spent. On, uh, boy, we could have had lots of free cake if we if we <laughs> knew ahead of time. Now that now that's true speculation. That is you know? uh, who doesn't want to speculate on cake? I would I would totally mylar all my cake. <laughs> but uh, so, did you have any customers who didn't want the book after that because it was the bait and switch? Yeah, not not too much really because I think people are still curious as to what happened. Um, but I think where we've really lost out was when you know if it actually did happen the. Um, the news coverage it would have gotten and the, the people who have come in off the street who we only see when Superman dies mm-hmm. or when you know when, when a, a big event or when Captain America died in Civil War spoiler alert boy we're really covering these oh spoilers oh my god just um, blowing it up but um, there's that that extra reach that events like that usually have um, that this then didn't get which everyone's expecting it to get um so you have all these extra copies to compensate for these extra customers coming in. Well, the extra customers did not come in. But regular comic book readers, um, they're still curious about it. So I, I don't quite remember anybody saying, like, oh, that didn't happen. I don't want it now that had actually pre-ordered it or you know, mm-hmm. had it on their subscription list. But that, that's an interesting point to me. And so you mentioned, like, the regular customers. They, they, like, they like Batman. You know, Batman's a popular character. But how many people do you think... These things, these Wolverine's daughter, Batman, any of the other stuff, bring in and then keep. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like the new, like anybody who's like, oh, this event, this thing, and they're like, I'm going to buy it and invest in it, and, and, or whatever their reason is, and then they they're like, oh, you know what? 
I'm going to check out Green Lantern. I'm going to check out, and and you know, you get new customers from it. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's it's a small percentage, I'd say, from the people who only come in for the events, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like regular speculators. Um, so there's people who will come in, you know, just when they they hear about it on on CNN or they read it in the New York Post or you know that extra media coverage that comics mm-hmm. usually don't get. Um, that we yeah, very small percentage. Um, will stick around and try something else or buy something else. Um, but the uh, then we have our regular speculators who are people who are just in, you know on a regular basis every week and they're they're on top of everything. They're they're the people who are more likely to say like, Oh, if he doesn't get married, I'm not buying it then. Mm-hmm. They're the people who are just like as they hear a dud, they they don't want it as much as they want that Captain Marvel when they do hear that's a character in it. Even though they've never bought a Captain Marvel book before in their life, probably mm-hmm. Because, like I said, because one of our listeners was was tweeting it, he said that he dislikes the speculation mark. Because me, me and Joe uh, go back and forth on certain things, and he was like, you know, like he, he's of the mind more books and more hands is is good. And I'm like, for the most part, that is. But something like this, to me, it just it, it brings people in for, for in short bursts. But then it seems that it, it they'll stick you. They'll come in and they'll be like, all right, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Or I'm going to speculate. I don't make my money, but I've already ordered stuff, and I and I ain't coming back. And one one of my customers said that that's what happened to his comic shop is they had all these people come in for various events, and and as they did more and more, they'd order stuff and order stuff and order stuff and order stuff, and then in the end, you get stuff you get stuff and stuff because these are the people who are going to be your long term customers. And I granted your shop, I'll give total credit to because you don't buy into the, all the hype. You're not going to you, you don't get fooled. Slow and steady wins the race, but. To me, I look at it as this is a bad thing because if one closes down, that's one less place that that can can sell people who want comics, comics. But do you see like people doing that? Like they come in, they get all hyped and blah blah blah, and then it's like disappear into the wind. Oh, absolutely. The, the it's almost uh, the ratio to like people who come in and, and are very hyped and they want to buy everything. And they want you know they, they come out of nowhere, you mm-hmm. know, and they're all of a sudden really hyped and really into it. Um, they are the people who burn out. We we see it all the time. People are the person who comes in and says, "I want ten copies of X Force Seven and 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 so many copies of this book or that book." And they're the people who will disappear the quickest because they're blowing through money. And we always tell people, you know, we'd rather you buy five books a month. <laughs> for the next 10 years than buy 50 books a month right now for the next year and then we never see you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but that's we, we do see that all the time. The, people, the more hot they are about it, the, the more chance they're going to burn themselves out. That's 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 the way that's the way I look at it. And you got to play it safe, though. You got to lot. You can't let them run like you know with a long leash. Right. Well, yeah. Well, there's there's people that you know that we have prepay. You know, if some if somebody is coming in and or looking for big orders and they're really you know trying to, to speculate and we don't know them that well, yeah, we make them prepay and make sure all that's all that's covered and we offer a good discount for, for prepaying. But yeah, yeah. you know, we're willing to to give if you're willing to order with us but um uh yeah so we're careful we are careful about that though um one of the one of the biggest things though your your uh listener you said was 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 tweeting about you know more books and more hands and everything that's one thing we do struggle with 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 speculators and books becoming hot 
because sometimes we will have plenty of copies of a book that's become hot. And sometimes it's only like it's a you know three ninety nine book. Oh, now it's online and people are getting eight to ten dollars for it plus shipping mm-hmm. or something. And um, for us, you know, getting a couple extra dollars online for a book isn't really worth it because once you actually put the time and effort posting it and you pay your PayPal fees and eBay fees and everything, it's not really worth a couple dollars. Actually, we'd rather leave it on the racks and let people buy it in the shop and have it in stock at our shop. But then the problem is we do get those speculators who come in. They're like, oh, they have all these copies of this book and this is gone for twice cover price. And then they want like three or four copies, or they try to take all fifteen copies that we have. All um, <laughs> and um, uh, that's something we struggle with. So then that that ends up more times than not, if a book gets hot like that, even though we're not going to make extra money online, we do pull them. And when people ask for them, we'll give it to them. But we pull them just because we want people to get them. But it's 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 almost backwards thinking. We don't have it on the racks because we want to sell them to our customers. We want to sell them to our customers who actually want it. Um, there was actually a, a customer a very long time ago. Um, there's a book that's not around anymore, but um, he was, we'll say he was investing a lot into this book. You know, only ordering one, I don't even think he was ordering more than one copy. Um, but then he was coming in and then buying, like, whenever we had copies out there, he was, he was buying whatever we had out there. Um, and we had a couple other subscribers for the book, but um, the one morning he came in, the one Wednesday morning, he came in first thing before we pulled our subscriptions or anything. He walked over. We have all the new comics spread out on a table, and he picked up the entire stack. <laughs> didn't count them or anything, just picked up the entire stack and came to the register with them. And I said to him, I can't I can't sell all these two. We haven't pulled our subscriptions yet, you know. And... and uh, um, he didn't, well, he probably understood what I was saying, but he, he acted like, you know, well, why? I'm here, I'm buying them, you know. Sort of like some people have the attitude of, well, you should just be willing to sell it to whoever, you know, everyone's money is still good. Exactly. It's just true. Your, your $4 is as good as somebody else's $4, but we need to have those. It's, it's, it's the long run for the shop that we have these copies and we're stocking this book on our shelves. Maybe we can't order anymore and we want to be able to get these out to as many people as possible who want it somebody else coming into our shop looking for that book it's like oh you don't have it I'm not coming back here to try to get it ever again then because you mm-hmm. don't have it now because one person bought all of our copies you know and, and again at the same time we didn't we hadn't even done subscriptions yet well he was at the time a long term customer and we never saw him again after that wow. we even got an email about it and uh, yeah <laughs> well I mean I, and I get I'm with you I understand economics if I have 20 comics and I'm selling them for $3 a piece and so that's $60. Wherever I get the $60, I've made my money. But there's also, you want to keep your customer base, base yeah. happy. You want to I satisfy, mean, yeah, more than just one customer. You want to satisfy all your customers. And if you can't keep books in stock because somebody just keeps buying them all up, then you're going to lose other customers in the long run. I'm, I'm actually fascinated on this. Did he even at least offer to go, well, okay, well, how many subscribers do you have for this book? Oh, like, I, was there any, like... I offered, no, I offered, I ended up offering him, like, I forget what the number was at this point, but I'd say, like, here, I'll, I can sell you three, but I got hold on to other ones. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, fine, and bought those three. I'm dialing up three, right, whatever I'm just, yeah. Was. Um, but, yeah, I worked something out. Um, and I guess, if I'm trying to remember right from his, his email... Um, he was embarrassed about it because there's other customers around at the time. Oh. I didn't 
make him stink about it. I just said, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. say anything that, except that maybe he was, he, he just was embarrassed that people knew that he was trying to buy all the copies up or something. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I did or said anything, you know, trying to uh, embarrass him. Right. But, uh, yeah. But he wasn't happy about it. That's such a, so did he give you any, do you remember if he gave you any reason, like I need, I have cousins who all want this No, no, he didn't, he didn't pull that one. And we knew, we knew and he knew that he was, you know, always buying multiples. Right. And, and I think he was getting them graded and stuff too. Um, but no, he didn't pull that. But, but yeah, we all, we have people, lots of people have lots of, of cousins <laughs> who always need books that, that, you know, tend to be hot or whatever. Did you ever get any like really wacky stories? Like why I need five copies or I've, like I like my house my the, the it rained I had a hole in my roof and right, I need to right. plug up the roof with like five copies of yeah, no, Marvel no. Comics presents six right. the first appearance of Wolverine's new nothing daughter. that quite sticks out right now but we get a lot of people who's just saying oh I just I just thought that was a great cover and you know people right. just try to try to pass off whatever but it always happens to be whatever book is, is hot at the time and I can imagine other like like people who have who get their books from other comic shops like oh my my shop didn't you know order enough or whatever like trying to you know poach over to the next town like two towns over let's go get whatever see if comics in the green has what I'm looking for right oh yeah we get that a lot we'll get the out of town calls um, sometimes calls like that too or like give us a heads up that you know that something's hot you know when somebody's somebody calls and says hey do you have any copies of blah blah blah. You know, it sets off a little red flag. Like, why is this person asking for this? From you know, from area code, blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, and 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 you know, sometimes that gives us a heads up. Oh, that is it is a hot book that we didn't realize was now. So that's interesting. So now, when it comes to selling books, like like obviously, if somebody calls like for a weird random book, you're 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 thinking like, what's up with this? Especially if they ask for multiple. But does this change the way you do business and you second guess yourself on every sale? Because even if it's if it's like a random back issue, it's like is there a reason that this is that this is hot is like is like the house that dripped dough with Captain America is is, is the dough monster gonna be in the right. next Captain America movie or something like that? And by the way, the house that dripped dough is still one of my favorite Captain America covers ever. Go look it up, people. Um yeah, yeah. Oh, you find yourself getting a little <laughs> paranoid, I'll say sometimes. Um, you'll see the customer at, you know, digging through the back issues and they've just got their phone in their face and they're just looking up, like, mm-hmm. everything. And, and it could just be as innocent as, oh, they have a list of books that they need on their right. phone. But, but sometimes there's people there who are just, they're on eBay or whatever and they're, they're, they're looking at your price and they're looking at eBay prices and they're trying to, trying to decide whether, even with our, our half-off back issue sales, sometimes <laughs> whether it's worth it or not. Um, but yeah, we do have half off most of our back issues. I plug away, man. No, plug away. Right now. Um, um, let, let me. Well, while we're doing that, honestly, comics on the green uh, on Facebook, uh, Cot Green on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, comics on the green dot com. Yes, comics on your the green. You get all the information there. That yeah, yeah, I'm is, sure that'll lead you to everything else. Um, the Facebook is the most active uh, thing to look at. But yeah, if you look right. up comics on the green on Facebook, um, our website's not always the most up to date. Unfortunately, but, but um, you're too yeah. busy checking to see if yeah. <laughs> the house yeah. that dripped dough is hot. Right. It can't be. Right. But uh, you do mail order too. You do tons, uh, of, tons mail of mail order. Yeah, yeah we. Do. I mean, we have regular subscribers. We mail out to all over the country, and of course, eBay sales and all that. Always send out hundreds of packages uh, every month. 
Hundreds, 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 and and all of them worth tons of money. Yes. So if you order from from comics on the green, but uh, so let me ask you another question. A side note: Where do you think like a lot of these these like people, the stories, the the hot books? Like, do you think there's any retailers, not you guys, because you guys are good, um, who do like? Because I've seen like the first, this is the real first appearance of preacher. Or this is no 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 no. Here's a, a Vertigo Jam and stuff like that. Do you, who do you think? This seems like there's it? there's some comic czar out there. Exactly, that's, that's, like, that is determining sometimes. This, yes, this one. No, not that one. I mean, the best example, not for for modern books, but just you know how how we determine a first appearance compared to a cameo and everything. Is look at like Hulk 180 and Hulk 181. You know, Wolverine pops up at the end of Hulk 180, speaking panel. Um, and nope, that's just a cameo. You know, I mean, one eighty one is a fantastic book, great cover, classic, as classic as it gets. Um, but then you look at the first Dark Side, mm-hmm. and with first appearance, um, where was talking, Jimmy Olsen? Um, he's he's a head in a, in a, a TV, monitor yeah. or something, and and I don't even think he has I don't even think he has any uh, lines lines or anything. Um, but that's his first full appearance, or, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's just and, and it's like weird. I said, I throw it on I throw it on, on on retailers because they're the ones in my mind. Like I have no proof to any of this. I can't I can't be you know throwing around conjecture like this. But to me, it's they're the ones who might have these back issues that they want to sell. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like because I can't see like people like oh I have one issue of Vertigo Jam. Maybe I could get extra money for it because it's really the first issue of Preacher, but I don't know. I just, I just, I, it blows my mind who, who like the the like comic book speculation Illuminati is like right. where they come from. Because the only thing that I do know is in my heart of all hearts, Spider Man, uh, Deadpool forty seven will always be the first appearance <laughs> of uh, what's Major, the, X. Major X. I always Major say uh, Judge. Uh, Cable with Judge Dredd's helmet on. Right, uh, right. Becky, uh, who works at the, who hangs out at the shop, uh, coined that. So I'll give her credit. Right. But uh, yeah, well, like the, the other good one for that is um, uh, Deadpool versus Hawkeye. Is it zero? Even I think that, that one has I don't know. Um, has. Uh, I think it's Halloween time, and it has uh, female Thor and Gwenpool. People dressed up as them in the background of an issue before either of them actually appeared in their respective mm-hmm. books. Maybe Gwenpool had popped up. Maybe it's just, I don't I, I'm, I'm sure. That, so, so you're saying. I might have a little bit of this wrong, but it's something to that effect. But, but <laughs> those were, um, those were a pair of first appearances that are, uh, debated too. So it's like, oh, well, it was the first appearance of, uh, of Jason Aaron's female Thor didn't come out yet, but somebody, you know, did a, did a little Easter egg of a girl how because that's new to me, was, but was that's Gwenpool fantastic. involved in that too? And maybe Gwen, well, Gwenpool is a funny one too, because her, her first concept was on that when they're making everything Deadpool, everyone was Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember, if everything's and, Deadpool, nothing's, nothing's Deadpool. Deadpool. Yes. Um, but they had Gwen Stacy as Deadpool just on a cover, and she was in a pool. And, right. But she wasn't in the book or anything. It was just it was just an idea for a cover for that theme. <laughs> and then later on, they, they threw her in what was it, Howard the Duck, I think, is her, her first appearance. Right. Um, right around this time, wasn't it Marvel pushing Silk at the time to, like... Because that's what blows my mind. Another thing that blows my mind is, like, 
they'll tell you, they'll try and tell you what's going to be hot, like the companies now, not the, not the, the, the speculator Illuminati. It's the companies. It's like, I remember for five years before the Arrow TV show came out too, DC was trying to tell us that Green Arrow was the next big breakout star. And then every year they'd be like, just garbage. They just put out garbage. You'd be like, where's the breakout? And then finally the, the TV show came out. But I, I laugh because they're like, for every for every silk they try to push on us, there's there's a there's a Gwenpool and and like how often do you get like because I've seen the emails that you get from like more, like next big thing like order now while you can like like uh, Superior Spider uh, Spider Man was was the first one that did it and now it seems like. You got it right if you if you disagree, but Marvel's going to be like, or DC is just like they're going to push the heck out of it. Like, yeah, I mean, they tried. I, I think they tried to avoid um, wording like like you are. I know you're not trying to give like exact quotes, but right. they never try to tell you this is going to be the one. This is going to be order this big. They never because um, mm-hmm. the last time I remember them really doing that, it it really really flopped. Um, <laughs> was well, rewind to uh, Civil War, death of Captain America and Captain America twenty five. Spoiler alert. Um, number four, number five. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so Captain America 25 was the death of Captain America. And I think as retailers, we didn't have a heads up. And of course that, that is one that transcended and made the news and people were, were crawling out of, you know, the woodworks trying to, trying to get, mm-hmm. um, and retailers were sort of like, well, why didn't you tell us, you know, Marvel, tell us we, we would have, you could have sold like so many more copies. Um, cut to less than a year later and Marvel's like oh we got something else cooking and you're really going to want this issue of New Avengers you you said we didn't give you warning about the death of Captain America well this is the this is the issue that you want to be on top of now and so we ordered big I think New Avengers maybe 32 33 do you remember what, what that would have been no it was when we found out that Electra was really a scroll leading oh into Secret Invasion. Well, that um, might be hot if they end up doing a Secret Invasion with scrolls yeah. now. But they, right. You know, they know in advance, but it's 10 years too early. But no, I know what you're saying. Um, and and we, uh, amongst other retailers, ordered big on that. And nobody else, you can say nobody cared, but it certainly wasn't a uh, civil like, media event like, like the death of Captain America was. Right. Uh, so what would that was? That was Secret Invasion, which went into... To, Rain. What was the, the the villains rule? There was the Dark Avengers, right? Um, Man, I'm getting old. Sinister Spider Man, all that, yeah. yeah um, like Dark Rain, Dark Rain. Yeah, that's yeah. what that was. Was and it seems like there's never an end to any of this stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, I don't know. But going back to like you said, the, the, the female Thor, who was announced at San Diego that there's probably going to be a Natalie Portman uh, version of the movie. What is it? Uh, Thor, Love and Love and Thunder, Thunder love, and Love, Thunder and love something like whatever. that. Sounds like an ACDC song. Exactly. Right? They, yeah. they should all sound like yeah. ACDC songs. But uh, how fast did you get phone calls after, after that? Where they're like Thor one and yeah, all I don't that. Know. So I was I was uh, off gonna, this weekend. I was away. I was at the Yankees game. That's what I thought. I thought my I saw mom's birthday this weekend, so we, we went to uh, went to the Bronx. Um, so I was actually off since Thursday and. Uh, but I did give uh, um, somebody who hangs out at the store a lot, who was hanging out in my place at the shop, um, a heads up saying, eh, see if we have any early Jane Foster issues out in the back issues. Maybe just pull them right now to see what see what happens. And they are going crazy. I've looked right. up some of the um, early ones, Thor 25, and then um, 
the what if, what if was 10 yes. or 11. Um, and that's, that's a raw copy is going for like over $200 now that what if. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it does, it does happen. Um, for, for that particular example, I wasn't around, mm-hmm. so I couldn't tell you if we got, got phone calls, but it, it does happen where, yeah, we start getting, you know, people looking for them immediately. Right, so we should start calling it, like, the speed of the speculator. So the speed right. of light. Like, we did this at, like, the speed of light. It's yeah. like, no, it's like, boom, like, we're announcing, like, the uh, the new Howard the Duck TV show. Bang, your phone's going to ring. It's like... Well, to be really... By definition, to be a true speculator, you got to be buying these before they're hot, before they announce the movies and everything. You have to go out and buy. Oh, I don't know what's 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 out this this week. Um, buy House of X number one because you think you know. Oh, Xavier's going to be whatever, whatever he is. You know, before right. they announce it, then you're speculating. It, if if you're uh, if you're buying afterwards, I don't know, what's the definition for that after it's already because you already know that they're doing it. Exactly. That's trying to get in while the while the while the book is expensive. <laughs> I don't, um, or as uh, Joe always calls it, it's a get, uh, get poor slowly scheme. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just I, I, I just laugh at like at some of it. But I, I, my basically advice comes down to whoever's doing whatever when it comes to comics is you know speculation isn't a good thing. Um, if you're gonna, you can invest in Silver Age, Golden Age books. They're they're never gonna go down. I don't know. Do you think these modern books, like like where are the books that were hot seven months ago? Like do you, like as as a retailer, you might have to sell them now. Do they go down? Do they stay? I mean, like most, Walking of, most Dead's, of them go down. Like you know, Walking, even, yeah. Dead's even took a big taking a big nosedive in the past couple. Yeah, people stopped caring about the show, so the books look. I'm not saying they're worthless now, but oh, certainly no. not worth as much as they were at, at their peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't spit out numbers right now because I haven't looked up specifically where they're at, but I know they've, they've come down significantly um, from where they were at least peaking at uh, six years ago or seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, newer, I mean, newer books that, that have this, you know, this flare-up, yeah, they don't they don't last. I had a customer last week looking for Captain Marvel number eight. Um, we didn't have anymore. And, uh, and he's like, oh, I've, I've been picking it up. I didn't have my subscription list, but I've been picking it up. And right. Now, I, I, you know, and I, it, but they don't want the second prints or anything, you know. They right. want the first. Well, I understand that too. If I oh, have no, a, I have a run of, you know, yeah. Um, if and, you've been and collecting, I just, and I, I told him, wait a month. Probably it's not going to be a twenty-five dollar book. It is right now, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm maybe I'm, that was last week. Even maybe even now, it's even cooled off some, but they'll be out there. Um, how about uh, Professor Hulk? Is that dropped? Do you know? Um, I don't know. Um, because I love that story that, you told that me. 377 is, is that's, that's a crazy unique thing. I mean, people just got obsessed with that second and third prints. And there's so many books out there with second and third prints that have like extremely low print runs compared to the first print. And for some reason, people are very obsessed with like, especially that third print of Hulk 377. Um, for those of you who don't know, that's the first appearance of Professor Hulk, where they make like the merged Banner Hulk persona. Right, I think he was as, called the Ultimate Hulk back then, yeah. but they don't call him Ultimate Hulk since the Ultimate Comic line comes around. If you know what I mean. Right. So, so with with Endgame coming out, and people were speculating that that um, you're going to have this merged persona in Endgame. Uh, people started going crazy for it. But they went, really went crazy for that third print, his low print run, um, to the degree that. 
couple months ago, just digging through a random box that was mostly not even comics, just <laughs> random junk in it. We found a copy of Hulk 377, third print, uh, beat to death. Uh, cover was detached. Was, everything was there, but it was just a beat-up copy. Um, cover was there, but but both staples detached from both staples, and had no idea what to do. I'm like, it's it's obviously very very low grade. I don't think people are going to want to pay a lot of money for it. So I said, oh, why not? Let's just put it up for an eBay auction. eBay auctions don't typically do well as mm-hmm. as they used to. Now it's just people just want to buy it. So you put a buy it now, put a best offer on it, it'll sell eventually. But like, let's put this up for auction. I know it'll have some interest. And uh, so we threw it up for, I think I put it up as a 10-day auction and everything. We ended up getting, I forget what, $120, $130 for this. <laughs> for a book from what year with a detached cover. Yeah. And, I mean, it was, like you said, a smaller print run. But that's that's just yeah, ridiculous. I mean, it, but if that's, the, if that's the measuring device for, for, you know, how big the print run is, there's lots and lots of later printings for, for books that have just very minute print runs. Um, so it's eh. so what you're telling me is if a book has a minute print run, I should invest in all the copies, all right? Of them, yes, because it's going to be worth a lot of money. Buy them from us. Buy them from you. We will find you all the copies. Because that's another one that I've heard lately is my uh, small print runs equal you know possible. That, that's that's the equation now. It's like right. all right, we're, we're, if you have. Uh, War of Realms, War Number One. That book isn't going to be worth any money because that was the number one selling book of, you know, this. So, but if we get like, you know, whatever the newest like weird independent book is, I have a better chance of that being hot. And you're like, no. But of <laughs> like, course, there's thousands of exactly, weird independent books out there exactly. too. Yeah. So, so you're still roll, you're rolling the dice nice. one way or the other. Because yeah. if you buy a hundred copies. You still even if you get one, you're not paying for the the, the ninety nine that you spent the money on. I don't get it because I never, never. Have you ever speculated on anything in your life, like when you were younger, like a oh, book? Sure. Did yeah. you have your like dark hot number were, one or and, something like that? And part of it is too, and I, I mean, I understand the mentality to a degree. Um, and sometimes it's just a mentality of, oh, this is a hot book and people want it and everything. And it makes you, whether you're buying it to resell it or you just want it for yourself, it, you get the mentality of, um, oh, this is something that's desired and now I want it too. I just mm-hmm. want, I want to own something that everyone else wants. I think that's most of what, you know, whether people are trying to flip it or not. Um, sometimes sometimes you, you just see that. You, you'll see a book out there and it's like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I'll be able to get this later for this price, right. so I'm going to buy it now for, for that price. And I, I I mean, I understand that. Sure. But it's just, I was going to ask, do you get more people, like, of your regular, you know, customers who are fan fans, not speculators, being like, you know what? This is a book I've always wanted. It's just at my reach. You know what I mean? Like, but, it, and I'm not talking about the first Punisher, the first Wolverine, because those are, those are gone now. But I'm the same way. I look at a copy of Omega Man 3. I'm big Lobo fan. That's his first appearance. I want that book. And people will be like, well, there's a Lobo TV show coming. I'm like, that's not the reason. I've, I've collected Lobo my whole life. But I don't want it if it goes for the triples, quadruples, you know, because you missed the boat. Do you have, like, customers coming in going, like, I want I, this is an issue I want, but I'm worried that it's going to, something's going to happen. And the next announcement is right. going to, yeah. gonna, you know, yeah. any of that at all? Well, that's what, well, we have a customer who, um, Probably over a year ago, right around when the, the Fox Disney merger thing, or, or not merger, but, but Disney buying Fox started, um, we had a customer who was like, 
I've slowly been filling in my Fantastic Four back issues. And he's like, I see this happening now, and I feel like I need to get these now. Right. And he started going and buying buying the big books while he could, and it's a good thing he did because yeah, a lot of the FF books have been have been going up, especially the Doom issues. I, I'm sure you know a couple things about mm-hmm. the Doom uh, early Doom appearances, um, and yeah, so he started buying them uh, quickly because he, he knew he just he wanted them as, as a fan, but he wanted to fill them in before they started getting stupid money. That's the smartest customer we've talked about. If you're gonna if you're gonna invest in comic futures, Doctor Doom's is the solidest future you could have. But uh, uh, basically, in the end, I guess like you know we've talked we've had a lot of fun on this episode about about speculation and and in depth talk. Basically, you're of the same mind, I guess, that me and Joe. If, if you're going to be in comics, granted, buy some Silver Age, Golden Age if you want, but pretty much just buy what you like. Buy what it's you like. like, yeah, sure. And then if you're stuck with them, at least you still like it. You have, you know, you can you have something that you enjoy. Them. Yeah. Because if in the 90s, if you speculated, oh boy, those books that you have yeah. that, you know, you go back and reread them, they don't, they, don't, they don't fly. But if you enjoyed them, Hey, you fill your box with stuff that uh, you love. I have, to, I have to say though, too, like like for for years and years, we um, at, at the shop, it's like, oh, we're only buying books from the seventies and back, which is still pretty true from people trying to sell us collections. Um, you know, eighties, nineties, common, not really much worth anything. Well, now we're seeing those <laughs> those eighties books. Oh, so a lot of those are, are creeping up now, and, but a lot of that I think has to do with um, people who grew up at that time. Who had their collections and, and still, even even this day, why, mom still throws out your comics. Um, you know, right. people just trying to go back and fill in, you know, their old collections. Or, or I never had a Spider-Man 300. Cool. You know, back in the day, it was only you know fifty dollars. But when I was fifteen years old, fifty dollars a lot of money. Well, it goes for for a lot more money. But guess what? I have more disposable income now, so now I'm going to buy that that mm-hmm. Spider-Man 300. So a lot of these books um, that you know weren't worth too much money. Uh, are still are creeping up when you, we never thought we'd see the day, you know. So who, who knows? You know, maybe those X Force number ones or your, your hey, Wildcats or uh, I can only imagine Harbingers. I'm trying to think of what some of the um, some of the, the big books you, back you then. Never know, and that's that's the thing. It's the it's the things that that you don't see coming that will become worth the most. Um, like Walking Dead, nobody nobody saw that coming coming at all. Um, but the ones that look most like the hottest books, everyone else has it. Right, like like you said, predict it before it gets hot. You're right. good. It's like that old thing that Penn and, Penn and Teller used to say. You know, Nostradamus is great if you can look back at what he wrote 1,300 years ago and say, hey, he predicted the, the submarine, the airplane, the nuclear bomb. It's like, no, tell me all this in precision beforehand or you didn't mm-hmm. you, you didn't do it right. So that's that's what we, when it comes down in the end, what we really need is a time machine so we can all get rich quick. You know, I don't mean, but, uh, I'd like to thank you for your time, Matt. I know we rambled a lot and, you know, I'm no Joe when it comes to interviews, but I'm getting up there and I'd like to thank you for your time and uh, hopefully, you know, you enjoyed the time that we spent here. It was great, great, great to be here on the podcast. I appreciate you having me here. Um, all right. I'm going to say, remember, be a faucet, not a drain. And then you're going to have to say boop because Joe's not here to do it. So you're going to be the official boop substitute of the end of this show. I'm boop in. Okay. You're going to be, remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop.